let's have a chat with Ben Thompson from Best uh, down in Great Western. Good morning to you, Ben. Uh, good morning. Um, but, uh, uh, we were having a quick chat before the show and, um, and uh, I said it must be cold down your way because it's certainly cold up here in Melbourne. Yes, it's definitely been cold the last week. That's that's for sure. I'm not I'm not sure if there's snow on top of the Grampians or not. It's covered in snow, it's covered in cloud this morning, so I can't actually see where there's any snow up there. But um, it's certainly been cold enough. But uh, like I was saying earlier, I think if you keep moving around, you tend not to feel the cold too much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, yes, yeah, certainly on the on the news last night there was snow at Macedon and and a few places around. So uh, unfortunately, we can't get out and, and ski, can we? No, no, we can't. Unfortunately, we can't do much at all. No. So. Well, actually, what we can do is we can drink some some uh, wines from down your way. And uh, what a great what great weather for uh, for some of your reds, hey? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely <laughs> curl up in front of the fire, have a couple of reds and a bit of cheese and bickies and that. It's uh, perfect yep. weather for that. Definitely perfect. is. Um, mate, you guys have been doing your thing for for a long time now. One hundred and fifty four years. Yes, yep. yeah, we've we've been at it for a while. Um, this it's the Thompsons hundredth year this year of of owning Bests. Yeah, uh, we owned a vineyard out the road first, and then we bought uh, bought Bests. Uh, Henry and Joseph, Henry Best started Best, and Joseph basically started Sepples across the road, and they they were uh, originally butchers after right. uh, the gold rush, and when the gold ran out, they planted vines. So what made them plant vines? We have no idea, <laughs> but we're kind of we're kind of glad they did, to be honest. So yeah. So um, Joseph Seppold, who you mentioned, is yep. it, as in Seppold's Field as well? No, no, no. Just Separate. Great Western. Right. Okay. Yeah, just great um, so uh, yeah. Okay. So um, it's interesting. We uh, we're going to have a chat with Max Allen later, and um, one of the stories in in his book is about. Um, Victoria Bitter and how that started and whatever and same thing like the the breweries that um, emerged was all about you know the gold rush and and catering yes. to, to that and then the expansion of um, uh, well of the of Melbourne I guess and uh, you know as people you know made money and, and wanted to uh, to settle in in Melbourne so that yes. the same thing with wine obviously yes it's it is the same sort of thing as wine once the gold ran out I think people had to look for something else to do and that's how I believe a lot of the old Industries started back back then, and uh, we were just you know fortunate enough to um, take on the wine industry, which has been you know a great industry to be in. Yeah, most definitely, and um, and you've got some of the oldest plantings uh, going around, and and this is a it's it's a sort of a counterintuitive thing, isn't it? Where you know there's so much history in Europe for for winemaking, but because of phylloxera wiping out so much of the um, of the vine, so many of the vines, we've yeah. actually got. Um, patches where where they're older than over there. Yeah, we've got a uh, a block of vines out the front of the the vineyard, in front of the winery, which we call the nursery block. There's over forty different varieties in there, and there's still seven that uh, are unnamed. We don't know what they are. Right. Um, so we've had someone come through and do some DNA tests on them, but there's still seven that we don't know what they are. Uh, also, I can't confirm, but we think. We might have the oldest Pinot Mounier and Pinot Noir in the world. Yeah. As you said, we've never had phylloxera. Um, they were planted in the 1860s as well. We can't prove that, but maybe one day someone will be able to do a study on it. But uh, as Europe had uh, phylloxera and all that, and had to rip everything out and replant, we haven't had to do that. So it's um, it's quite a funny little block. You can see it in the spring when they're all starting to shoot, and you look walk down the row and 
this one's got this shape leaves, this one's got this coloured leaves and all that. There's no order to the way they're planted. They're just, I think they just stuck sticks in the ground and yeah. what took took sort of thing. So, so I call it the fruit salad block. Yeah, but, right. Um, and um, <laughs> so, yeah, so Pinot Noir and Pinot, Pinot Munier are both yep. interplanted. So, like you say, you have a, have a couple of one and then something else in there and... Wow, yeah, that's yeah. really fun. Um, so, and is, is that the the nursery block that you're talking about, where there's uh, the forty, or that's different? Uh, no, we do have a, a the nursery block was planted in the 1860s. Uh, yeah. We've also got a dolcetto block was planted in the 1860s, and a Munier block and a Shiraz block were mm. all planted in the 1860s. So they're they're all the original vines. They all look a bit crooked and bent, like yeah. most people would get old. But massively... I don't stand up too straight anymore. Yeah, well, they must be massively thick and uh, gnarly. Uh, the Pinot, the, the Pinots, the Noir and Munier, aren't that big. They're still the original planting, so they're only about a foot and a half, two foot off the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, the Shiraz we've we've trained up many years ago to be a bit higher, um, but no, they don't they don't produce a lot. Um, but we don't expect a lot from them. So, and they're still all dry growing. So basically, we just get get what we get off them. Yeah, right. Um, so you, Dolcetto um, is an interesting one to uh, to have, isn't it? The, that's, yes. So would you say that that's potentially the oldest in in Australia? Uh, it, like, I hadn't thought I hadn't thought about <laughs> Dolcetto before. Yes, but it, it probably quite possibly could be because many people have taken cuttings off off our Dolcetto to uh, replant in other parts of Australia. Yeah. So yeah, I hadn't hadn't dawned on me uh, Dolcetto, but you're yeah. probably right. Yeah. Um, and uh, so you obviously um, like you've got your core, um, you know, the core range that you do uh, is yes. is probably in part, uh, mostly why you won the uh, the best value winery award. I, I would have said because um, yes. twenty five yep. bucks is very good value for for those wines. Um, yeah. So just run us through that range. Uh, we've got. Like our $25 range, we've got uh, still got Dolcetto of that, Riesling, Shiraz, Cabernet, uh, Chardonnay. Um, Dad's always sort of said and sort of a belief, we believe it, we want to over-deliver for what you get, for what you pay. Uh, yeah. It's just a thing for us. We don't like to, we're not um, out to show ourselves off or anything. So if you get awards or ticks or gongs along the way, it's great, but... We believe in, you know, if you can do a fair day's work for a fair day's pay, mm. and that's the way we work with our wines as well. You know, if they um, come up trumps, we don't want to undersell them or we don't want to over, you know, exaggerate them either. Yeah. And they're widely uh, distributed, aren't they? So we can, yes. we can find them in, in most um, most bottle shops. Um, yes, yeah, up, up the, right up the eastern seaboard and uh, Western Australia and South Australia as well. We have distributors there as well. Hmm. Um, so, obviously, this sort of time you you can't really get out and go and go into the trade and that sort of thing. But have you been? Um, have you? How have you been handling all of that? Are you doing you know tastings on Zoom and things like that? Uh, we've got, haven't done tastings on Zoom yet, but we've been doing a lot of um, Facebook stuff and in, in, Instagram stuff. But it's I've been quite amazed um, at the response since the Corona thing started. Uh, our cellar door is very important to us, and it's, um, we we hope we can you know people are coming to happy and all that. Mm. But since the corona and being shut down, we have been quite amazed at um, the amount of phone orders, uh, internet orders coming through. It's been um, 
yeah, quite a, a shock, shock to us to see how it's, you know, basically Cellador stopped, but everything else has taken over. So yeah. it's been really quite pleasantly surprising, to be honest. And uh, the second shutdown, I thought things might have slowed down, but it, it hasn't actually. It's been uh, exceptionally good for it. That's what we call our direct sales. Yeah. They've been, um, been really good. So people should probably sign up for your newsletter so that they can yep. they can uh, take advantage of some of the, the offers that you're putting out there. Uh, is yeah. that how you're typically doing it? Are you sort of... uh, we, we do newsletters. We also have um, club members who get uh, pre-release invites first before wines are released, so that's mm-hmm. another way. Uh, but your newsletter is definitely one, and it also keeps you up to date on what's happening in the region and how the season's looking and, and things like that. Uh, at the moment, we're still desperately looking for more rain. We've had a bit, but we definitely need a bit more rain at the moment. Right. So, uh, so you're yeah, not getting yeah. what we're having in Melbourne at the moment? Because we've we no. had quite a bit over this weekend. Uh, we've had a bit this weekend, but um, for us, we need a lot of rain to, to get it to run because our irrigation for our uh, younger vines is all in dams. So we need catchment and runoff for our dams. We don't have bores or yeah. and such like that. So uh, none of the dams have... Um, started to catch any water yet the ground's been too dry but we've had a fair bit of rain the last week and a half but we need we need that again this week i know i know in the city you don't don't want it but uh we definitely need it out out in the country at the moment the 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 grain boys you know that looks pretty good for the grain boys they're getting the rain at the right time but we just need that bit more to get it run to just really soak the ground and Yeah, yeah yeah we've been knocking in posts and uh the ground's pretty pretty hard once you get down six eight inches. So, mm. um, so the, uh, the the wines in your icon range, which you know many people would know, and not everyone would have probably tasted. But um, no. so just run us through that because that's probably you know obviously um, you know what you know, yeah. what, what you work towards every year to you know to be keeping the quality. Well, um, yeah, we d- we have a, a Thompson family, uh, a Bino and a Pinot Meunier, and these are all wines that we pride ourselves very much on. Our Thompson family uh, is off, off the 1860s vines, um, Binot's off uh, the 1970s block, and the Pinot, the Pinot Meunier is off um, the old block as well from the 1870s. And these are wines that <coughs> uh, Binot will, will probably make every year, mm-hmm. but Thompson family probably wouldn't, um, not, not by choice. We have a hypothetical standard, and uh, if it doesn't make the standard, we just won't make it. We won't try and bluff people to say it's as good as what we've had. So we would probably only make that three out of five years, depending on seasonal conditions. But yeah. I think you've got to be true to yourself and true to your customers and that and say, put my hand in my heart and say, yeah, this wine's just as good as your other wine. So so as it, sometimes it's disappointing not to make them, but um, I think we just think it's the right thing to do, to be honest and and with those wines. And uh, obviously we've been making those wines now for a long time. We did a vertical tasting a number of years ago with 30, 35 binos or so, and uh, wow. it was quite exceptional to go back to the 1960s and taste them all the way through. And um, even the old ones were were uh, tasting extremely good. Yeah, well, that, that would be fascinating. Obviously the older ones would have all been under cork. Yeah. Um, so... Did- that- did you have much but, failure across the years? Did you sort of notice as you opened them? Uh, I think in the earlier years the cork, cork was better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and before the, the swing came to, 
to um, screw caps. I think there was a bit of a, you know, the wine industry exploded. This is just my theory. Yep. Probably everyone will disagree. <laughs> it's just my theory. <laughs> well, you're allowed I, to I, have I, it. Yeah, I think uh, what may have happened is, you know, the, the whole wine industry across the world exploded. And, you know, to get good corks, you've got to plant your trees 20 years beforehand. Um, so I don't think the quality of cork was there. Uh, so we're getting a lot of uh, cork random oxidisation. So uh, in the 70s and sort of early 80s, you, you know, you go back to taste your wines from there and out of your dozen, you'd be losing four wow. uh, through cork random oxidisation. So, but with the screw caps now, we um, we don't seem to get that. It's interesting, we did, we did screw caps back, I think it was the 70s. Uh, tried it, we bought a... Um, the capping machine. Mm-hmm. We did some reasoning. We did half a reasoning with um, screw cap and the other half with cork. The ones under cork, absolutely fantastic, but we're losing probably a third of them. The ones under screw cap are still fantastic, but they're all good. So to me, that just proves that screw caps yeah. like- done. And we we did half, you know, half the bottling with cork and the other half with screw cap. So to me, the wine still fine. Dad still thinks they're both great wines. So that's sort of uh, that's a you know that's a test of time those ones too because we're one of the one of the first ones to do it. Yeah, and and that's a really interesting um, the, the, having the ability to to do that comparison is really interesting. So when you've got um, when you've got a, a, one of those wines that the cork you know is sound and, and it's kept yep. it well, and you line that up against the screw cap, do you see a discernible difference between? You know that that sort of lack of um, oxygen exchange um, the, with the, the screw cap. The big thing you'll notice is the colour. Mm-hmm. The ones with the cork are much more golden, and that goes with Chardonnay or Riesling or, or any of those. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I do believe the cork is developed a bit more, um, but there's not a real big difference between the two. The big difference is, especially with the cork, you can open this bottle. And wow, next bottle, next bottle you open, oh, wow, next one, oh my God. So they're still all good, but they're not, there's so much variation. Yeah. Open three or four bottles, but we found with the um, the screw cap, you know, every bottle's the same. And that's, that's, mm-hmm. the, thing we lo- that's the thing we like. But that's the advantage um, we have. We've been around a long time and we've got wines, you know, in the cellar from many, many years ago off off all off the same blocks and mm. we can taste them through the ages and we know how they're going to perform and last as well yeah and as a winemaker you know like you said you, you don't make that some of these wines every year because you're not happy with the standard the Correct. most disappointing thing is when you are happy with it and it's a ripper wine and then it gets to someone and you know, five years down the track and it's just the cork has failed it, yes. it, it, that makes that not an enjoyable experience for the person you know, and exactly. there's there's one bottle, you know, one opportunity missed, isn't it? It's no wonder the it industry is. embraced screw caps so much. Yeah, I think screw cap was a bit of a no-brainer when you think about, you know, you go back and think about it. Um, I know the traditionalists and all that like cork, and I love I love cork as well. But to be able to, you know, get a dozen bottles of wine and know every bottle in there is fine mm. is um, is a great is a great thing, I believe. Uh, we were having many problems with, you know, someone would take a dozen away and they'd send two bottles back to us so we'd have to replace them. So in that way, the screw cap's been really good to us. 
Yeah. Um, but, you know, people are for and against it. Everyone's entitled to their opinions. Yeah, and look, uh, you know, there, there is that romance thing of, of you know, the... Um, <laughs> You know the process of, of opening the, the pulling a cork and all of that, but yeah. you know from a commercial point of view and and also you know what if I think you'd change their opinion if if you said oh well you know if you really want cork we'll give you cork but we're not going to replace the bottles we're if not. the cork fails and they pretty Correct. quickly change their mind I think yeah yeah but, um, um, now I'm interested in the Pinot Meunier because I haven't had it um, so oh it's my favourite wine tell tell us. Tell us what you love and tell us what, what we should expect because we're looking at 100 bucks, yeah? Yep. Um, so what do we expect and what do we have it with if we're going to go and buy a bottle to have, you know, in this lockdown period, have it, you know, with something yum? <laughs> um, just sell us the dream. <laughs> I normally, normally have my Pinot Mooney with something light, quite yep. light, light foods. Um, I tend to drink it more with a... A uh, pinot, uh, with a with a pinot, <laughs> with cheese and bickies and things, just light. Um, yeah. It's oh, it's hard to explain, but I I just absolutely love it. I've been a bit spoilt because I can drink twenty and thirty year year old ones yeah. that are the colour of chocolate, and you know when they get more chocolatey, I think they get better myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that is a secret with drinking old wines. You need to taste them first, look at them sec- second. Mm-hmm. Whereas young vines, um, young wines, you look first, then taste. But with older vines, when the colour's gone, older wines, when the colour's gone a bit, uh, people get look at the colour and say it's no good. So you've already got a, a thing in your head saying it's no good. But you taste it, and you get you get a bit confused. Yes. We did a wine tasting with some friends of some old wines. It was an old Pinot Meunier, and uh, they taste and go, "Wow, this is amazing!" And they looked at it and said, "Well, that's not the same wine." I said, "Well." Mate, I haven't changed the uh, glasses in your hands. No, <laughs> they, they couldn't figure it out because they, their eyes were telling them one thing, but their flavor, their palate was telling them a completely different thing. But uh, oh, I think it's a, it's a beautiful wine, Pinot Meunier, and if it's looked after right, it'll last many, many years, many years. Um, it's a bit more in-depth, a bit heavier, more depth, more flavor than a Noir. Um, it's, uh, yeah, well, I think that that's something we... Uh, we should treat ourselves too. Um, now, um, Christopher, who's one of our listeners, we've, we've got a uh, we've got a, a text number. You can text in, and it comes up, um, you know, with questions and things. Yep. It's not so much a question, but he uh, he said that a couple of years ago he had one of your bin O's from nineteen ninety. Yep. So thirty year old. It's um, that still still fighting fit. I'm I'm imagining. Oh, oh yeah. Those. That, that... Like I said, if all wines are, if they're stored correctly, they'll last years and years and years. And that's where we've been very lucky. We can control ours. Uh, we put down a certain amount of dozen every year for family, and, but also uh, back vintage releases. So we know they've been looked after right. They've been put down the cellar. If they're stored correctly, they'll, they'll last never and ever. And I think that's the, the tribute to older vines as well. They seem to be able to ha- hold on to themselves much longer. Uh, whereas... Younger wines, I'm not too too sure about because they haven't got you know you not younger wines, younger vines. Yes, they haven't uh, developed that complexity yet and uh, and the stableness. Whereas I think your older vines um, are quite stable and the flavours and that are quite consistent. I, I find it quite funny, you know. I talk about our 70s block and go, oh well, that's not you know that's not very old. That's that's nothing. But 
you've got to stop and think, oh, well, hang on, that's 50 years, that's 50 years old now. Yeah. That having such old vineyards, you tend not to think about that sort of thing. Well, but, um, yeah, well, you're, you're, you've, you can, you've got the luxury of being able to compare your 70s blocks from the 1870s and the yeah. 1970s. Well, they're 18, 1860s, yeah, well, um, 1860s as well, sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. We haven't got wines from there, but we've got, you know, still making wines off those. Yeah, it's it's fabulous. Now, when we can come down and visit again, um, yep. what uh, tell us about the cellar door experience and um, and what what we can see from from you know where we can get to at the property. Um, well, the uh, the cellar door is uh, an old. Um, Stables, horse stables, and I can remember it just as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, used to be just around the back of the winery, and uh, that's where Dad used to. I used to keep the horses, and I can just remember the horse called Daisy in there. Um, and what we did, uh, I think it was in '71, we dismantled it and moved it around to the front of the front of the winery, and it's exactly the same way it was. It's still got all the saddles and all that in there. It's a very old building. It's all made out of red gum slabs. Um, also, we do we do a, a you can do tours mm-hmm. like it's a, a free tour. We give you a, a map and off you go and wander around and have a bit of a look uh, downstairs and underneath. And you can see all the old old bottles down there. They're all on display. Mm-hmm. Um, there's numerous tastings. We can do cheese platters and bits and pieces at the moment. So it's it's quite good. It's um, it's very homely. Uh, it's a lot of lot of history in the building. When you walk in, it's not um, it's not a flashy new one. Yeah. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's a lot of history there, and it's a lot of history of the whole region, really. Uh, you know, we've got the original Cobb and Co maps on the wall where the stage co- stages used to run and all that, as well. Um, old measuring, old um, chain length hanging on from the roof. But, you know, it used to be a measuring instrument in the, yeah. in the day. Yeah. So there's a lot of old stuff, but and the the, the staff are very friendly and uh, very helpful with you know what you want to know and everything like that. So. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a great region, and I think it's probably it's one that gets maybe a little bit overlooked sometimes when yeah, you know, I mean yep. from Melbourne, the Yarra is so accessible, and uh, and even you know Geelong's coming on, and there's sort of we're spoilt for choice a bit, but yep. but for a weekend, uh, I think it's, it's well worth us putting it on on the list, you know for. Uh, Definitely, definitely. Yeah. I think, uh, as we've said, you know, we're, we're one of the oldest wine regions in Australia, but I believe we're probably one of the ones that's most overlooked. Mm. And and not due to anyone's fault or anything, it's just we're a small small region. You know, we haven't got 50, 60 wineries here. There's only five or six of us. Mm. But I think it's uh, starting to hold its own. And when you win awards like we've won... It just really helps uh, promote the whole region, helps promote all the other wineries in the re- region as well, not just us, mm. us, because it reflects on the wines that can be grown in the region. And we're all about, you know, our, not just about ourselves, but the, a region as well, because yeah, you all hands. have to work. Yeah. yeah, you've all got to work together. You can't, you can't uh, do it all on your own. Yeah. And I think it just shows the regions, you know, can really kick some goals yeah well. I, think, I think that's a good point because sometimes there is some rivalry and yep. you know there's little in uh, little clicks within uh you know regions the bigger regions where you know that you'll sort of get recommendations to go to wineries but that you know there are others that are that are not recommended because it's kind of you know they're not kind of our gang um yeah. <laughs> um but uh one thing you know i 
I definitely want to come and do is, um, it, you know, at Sepult's going through the drives. Through the drives, yes. Yeah. And, you know, how amazing. That was a corporate decision by some brand manager said, oh, no, we're just going to close that down. And the yeah. outcry <laughs> forced them to, to change their mind and actually realise just what a gem they have. Yeah, it was, for me personally and for Dad, it was uh, quite upsetting because we're, you know, we're in the region we're, and we're in, in the industry and we just couldn't believe that that decision was made. But anyway, it's a decision that was made and that's... that's but thankfully that's overturned. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, it'll, uh, definitely has to be on the list, I reckon. So oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll yell out when we can uh, when we can get down yeah, to definitely, you. Definitely come up when you when we're all there, <laughs> free and able to move about again. Exactly. I'm, I'm pretty lucky actually. I've got a thousand hectares. I can wander around on, so I'm, I'm not too bad. <laughs> Good. Um, well, uh, enjoy enjoy the uh, the rest of the weekend that's left, and uh, and keep on doing what you're doing. And and um, I think I'll definitely go and track down one of your. And if we uh, if we can't find it in the bottle shop, obviously we can get it online. Yep, you can get it online, or you can just ring the seller, the seller, and um, they'll look after you there for sure. Yeah, beauty. Ben, thank you, mate. Um, no problem. And uh, and the old man's well, Viv Thompson. Yeah, no, yeah. He's, he's well. Good. He's well, mum, mum's well ruled. A whole lot of well. So um, it was nice for Dad the award and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, gives him another tick for all his hard work in the industry for for many many years. So. Yep. Oh, good. Congratulations and well deserved. Um, no worries. All right, mate. We'll chat again. No worries. Thanks very much. Thanks, Ben. See you. Thanks. Bye bye.